I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I got a red snapper that talks to you. And I'm Obstinensky, and I have a very bad case of glaucoma. And I'm Josh Wiggler, and I can podcast four times in one hour. <laughs> I was going to go with that line, but I was going to use the, uh, <laughs> the line verbatim. And I decided I'd start a little bit cleaner <laughs> because we have a guest today. <laughs> I have respect for our guest. I, I, I would have appreciated it. I would have appreciated it, Chester. <laughs> In an hour, yeah. Uh, welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season four, episode six, The Carpool Lane, which originally aired on February 8th, 2004. Uh, this is one of the best, and I guess we'll discuss as we get to the end of this episode, one of the best episodes we've had yet. And so we decided to bring one of the best guests that we've had yet. Uh, Josh, welcome to Pretty, Pretty wow. I think the reason you're here, I called you one of the best. We've only had, what, three guests? I was, was going to say, you must have had a pretty rough ride with guests. If I'm, you're definitely in the top ten. So, top if I'm, if I'm, so I think I think the background of what led you here was we were on the Renap, Renappy Wood Squares together, right? Mm-hmm. Family Feud. A Family Feud, excuse me. See, yeah. this is my problem. You don't. You didn't even know which podcast you were on. <laughs> yeah, and, and we had uh, and, and people thought that there was uh, a lot of discord between us. And yeah. so as a peace offering, you said you'd come back, you'd come on this podcast. You said, let me know when we have a Funkhauser episode. Mm-hmm. And you're going to come a couple weeks ago uh, and some sort of things fell through on my end. But uh, right. you're here for an even better Funkhauser episode. So yeah, I think excited. I was I was coming on for which one was it? Obviously, it was, it was his it was, debut. It was 404. Yeah, yeah it, was it was the, the Funkman's debut. It was the funk man's debut. It was the the weatherman, right? It was the uh, what was the weatherman's tip, which we which we get uh, some resolution to this week. So yes. I, like in a way, like I feel like I watched an arc. Uh, so I feel <laughs> I felt like uh, even more prepared to to come in here for it. But yeah, no, we're in the carpool lane this weekend. I do think this is like uh, there's a real upgrade for me in terms of which episode I was going to talk about. This is. Uh, uh, this is one of the one of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. Yeah, I mean, Larry right? like, David like, says, when you think about Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. this is a, this is a top one. Yeah, Larry this says is very... this is the only good deed he ever did. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and Josh, yeah. uh, do you feel the same way about uh, gracing on our podcast? This is probably this is I don't know about the only good deed <laughs> I've ever done, but uh, I definitely okay. think it is the uh, best thing I have done at ten oh seven p.m. Uh, Eastern time on October 12th, 2020. Mm, excellent. All right, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is a very special episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in more ways than one, as I'm sure we'll get into. All right, uh, let's jump right into the recap then. All right, let's do that. So we are at Jeff's house. We're in Jeff's garage and Larry and Jeff are lamenting that they're sitting inside on such a beautiful day instead of playing golf. Uh, Larry suggests maybe we can go to a public course. Jeff thinks, you know, that's going to be a long wait. That'll be a big waste of time. Um, and they he's start freshly talking. kicked out of the club, right? Because yes. this is this is following uh, the five the events. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So he's like, like I, father's I, club. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. They had we the, the the last episode had we had just seen them go on the uh, country club interview, posing as Gentiles, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and you know, hoping that they would be able to get into the uh, no Jew club. It's pending. Yeah. Um, we'll see in this episode. It's pending. How it goes. It's pending. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, they're you know they're talking about the new club. You know, when do you think we're going to hear from them? And he says, you know, maybe Thursday. And they both say, you know, you know, we think our interview went really well. We feel really good about our uh, prospects of getting into this club. I will say. Uh, you know, you don't want too much of a good thing. And obviously, Larry and Cheryl's interview is high comedy. But I would love to see that Jew face Susie trying to pass as a Gentile in her interview. That would be incredible to see Susie uh, trying to 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 go incognito as a Gentile yeah. would be. Uh, it's it's frankly un, unfathomable, which is why I would have liked to have seen Curb try it. Yeah. Later, yeah. we'll see the scene, of course, um, when they go to the ski resort with the Orthodox Jews. They, it's not even possible. So they just pretend that Susie is Larry's wife because you know, <laughs> there's no way she can be a Gentile. So. Right. Right. Yeah. She's much closer to Orthodox than Gentile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Larry's going on and on how, you know, he has no idea what he's going to do without golf now. Maybe I'll just wander the streets when I'm done with reading the paper. You know, he has no meaning in his life without golf. That's a pretty uh, terrible second choice for, for hobby for like L.A. is not like a walking town. Uh, like they don't even really have sidewalks yeah. to speak Except in curb. and there's, there's nowhere to go in curb. Yeah. 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 He yeah, seems curb, to find yeah. all the sidewalks yeah. on curb. They all basically, the, all the curbs. yeah, they basically treat LA like it's Manhattan and that yeah. people <laughs> just like walk around and like, Oh, and here's this store and I'm going to yeah. bump into this guy over there. Yeah. It doesn't really happen. In, in reality, it would be a nightmare. You yeah, just like, I can like, say he, having spent a week in lawns. LA without a rent a car once it was a miserable experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean like, unless if you're going to Uber around and that's, yeah. that's a choice, but even, but even then, uh, then you're inviting a lot of strange Uber discourse into your life. So yeah, just rent the car. That's yeah. the move. Although if you're Larry David, you'll just take uh, rides from strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's which also he, fine. Which he does in real life, apparently. Yeah. Does he really? So, yeah, well, I, I went to the debut of the most recent season, yeah. um, which seems like a billion years ago, but I guess it was just last fall. And then there was effectively a, Q- a billion years yeah, ago. And there was a Q&A with him afterwards. And he was talking about how, yeah, he's basically he's become him. He's become the character he plays in real life. So when he walks around New York City, people will just scream out to him. Hey, Larry, what's going on? And then and then if he's walking on the street, they'll say, do you want to ride anywhere? And then he was taking rides from strangers. And then his daughter got pissed at him and said, like, what the hell's wrong with you? You can't actually do that. So he stopped doing it. But he was taking rides from strangers for a while. He's like, why should I pay for an Uber yeah. when people take give me rides for free? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I mean, it's basically the same thing. You know, but he's also massively the kind, wealthy the kind, and should the kind probably of people, just yeah, get a car. The kind of people who recognize LD aren't the kind of people who are going to harm him, I don't think. Who I mean, they might annoy him. Larry David? You yeah. know, <laughs> unless there was like a true fatwa declared against Larry David. That's true. You know? yeah. 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 Well, I don't know if you saw there's a new loophole in the rules of kidnapping. There's no such thing anymore. You could just claim you're doing citizen's arrest. Oh, That's yes. true. Yes. That's right. Yes. Good yes. point. <laughs> Good yeah, point. Kidnapping doesn't exist anymore. Good point. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, Larry, uh, so this, is, this now is the first time we hear about this. Uh, this big Dodgers game that's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Can we this talk about this? Game. Can we talk yeah. about this? Yeah, everyone in L.A. is talking what, about the big what, Dodger game. What what is this? What makes this upcoming game such a special game? So it makes no sense. It can't be. It, it cannot be game seven of the World Series because the game is tomorrow. Right. There's no. And yeah. also for, like, so it's an earlier game of a series, which means by definition, there's another game. And by the way, there's no such thing as a baseball game that nobody can get a ticket to. There's 40,000 yeah. seats to every baseball game. Yeah. Like, was this was this a uh, it was a real game in in real life? Do we know who who they were playing? They're playing the Braves because we okay, will see. Yeah, we'll we'll see Larry and Monina. Um, the person behind them has a Braves pennant. We'll see a woman behind Funkhauser with a Braves jersey. 
Yeah. I guess we could be led to believe this is like game one of the NL championship series between the Braves and the Dodgers. But again, you could just get a ticket to one of the other seven yeah, it's, series. Yeah, it's like, it just feels like it was, it was written by someone who doesn't really fully no get the scope of, like, yeah, yeah, just like how, like, you know, there's no going to be a big game in LA, if, especially in like Dodgers. Like nobody yeah. gets into the Dodgers like the way. Yeah. It was, is, there a, is there a starting pitcher they would really want to see on night one? Perhaps, but they would make reference to that. And also the yeah. guy would still be there four days later. So yeah, yeah. that's true. In the yeah. Kershaw era. But yeah, but so very, very strange. And again, Larry is a big baseball fan. So you think he would have, they could have switched this. I could, they can't do Lakers. They already did Lakers. And I guess they couldn't do football. There was no football. Yeah, team I mean, the time. they just picked, you know, it's fine. Yeah. They can't but. do like going to an awards show because, you know, that's not really the same idea of sort of publicly available tickets. And also they've done that already with, um, right. With Richard's girlfriend, and they're going to be doing the uh, the producers at the end of the season. So, like to double up on something theatrical like that, yeah, I feel like would be. And also, why are we criticizing? If they had it done this, there'd be a, an innocent. I know. <laughs> it's a, yeah. yeah, you know, destiny drove them yes. towards <laughs> the Dodgers game for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyway, uh, so we'll put a yeah. We'll we'll put that aside. And uh, you know, they want to. Larry really wants to go, but just like you know, sorry, no one has tickets. I asked everyone I know. Larry's like, you know, it's really it's too bad that we got kicked out of that club because I know Marty Funkhauser has those two season tickets, and he's obviously not using them because his dad just died. And like maybe if we were still in good with him, we could have gotten those. But you know, obviously, you know, they both agree it'd be way too tacky to just now go ask him for the tickets, given you know the circumstances. But they could just like you know they know where he goes to eat uh, breakfast, right? They know where he goes for breakfast, and they're like, we could just we could swing by, yeah, yeah. Could, you know, if he's there, and it comes up, you know, yeah, Marty. I know you're mourning, but you, you know, know. Your but, like if it comes up, you know, it's, it's like oh, by the way, and honestly, it's not a bad plan. No. Yeah. They, by the way, in a later season, they'll just ask the owner. Yeah, at the Dodgers right. for tickets. Larry, Larry and Jeff have had worse plans than this. Like last episode, like stealing a golf club from somebody's. <laughs> yeah, golf. right. Replacing. It they know exactly where he's going to be. It's early in the day. They need to eat anyway. They have mm-hmm. nothing planned except for maybe walking around the sidewalkless <laughs> right. streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> May right. as well. Uh, Josh, go... Let's go right now. Let's go to Ops House. I'm I'm into it. All right. I'll see you there. Yeah, I mean, there's like a 25 percent chance this could work. Yeah. Like he could say, you know what? Actually, yeah, no one's using the tickets. You could have as them. far as Larry's plans go. That's those are good odds. Off, I yeah. think twenty five percent. Yeah, I mean, we I discussed think, yeah. this. We discussed so. this last week. Later, Marty will tell Larry that he's his best friend. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> although I don't, right. think, I, I don't think he feels that. this. I don't feel think he feels. You're my best after. friend, Larry. <laughs> I don't, yeah, let's see if we could. Uh, we could. We'll, we'll see if we could retcon that later yeah. uh, in some future episodes. Um, all right. So, yeah, so they head over to Nats and lo and behold, Marty's there as expected. Uh, they pretend to be surprised to see him. They, you know, they talk about some of the items on the menu. He's having the turkey. Um, Larry apologizes again. Oh, you know, the whole the terrible five wood incident. But Marty says, no, you know, don't worry about that. Um, ask him if they got out to the new club. They say not yet. He says, you know, oh, it's really nice. Have you played there? And he says, no, of course not. I'm a Jew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what a Jew so, he will know. become later. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's I guess there's uh, he's both uh, passing judgments on Larry and uh, Jeff for probably even attempting to get into this club, but also kind of just uh, shaming them a little bit. Yeah. Well, all we know, he'll later be disgusted that they would venture into a Palestinian chicken place. So to venture into a Gentile golf club, probably similarly offensive. Yes, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if he's offended over chicken where there is yeah. tremendous reward and, and instant gratification, yeah, yeah, you can imagine this is not. In his uh, yeah, comfort zone, he's got the judgmental side of being yeah. a Jew down. That's for sure. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, so they uh, the subject of the Dodgers game comes up, and Marty says, actually, I'm still planning on going because, you know, I decided that's what my father would have wanted. Um, Larry says, oh, you know, if you want, I could join you. Maybe you, you want, want some companionship. Yeah. <laughs> you just like one, if, you, if it's going to be too lonely. No, it's claimed. The seat's taken. Uh, <laughs> seat's taken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've forgotten how this played out because I, I remembered that, of course, like uh, he, you know, he saved the seat for his like force ghost father. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like I'd forgotten, like, did, was that like cards up from the beginning? No, um, yeah. And no, like Larry, I think just like I guess he just assumes that like a flesh and blood human being is going with Funk Funkman to the game. He doesn't push in, but I was waiting for him to push in on like, but it's for your dad. He could have taken yeah, like his brother, his cousin, all these family members who were just in town for the funeral. The dentist, no. right? He wanted a moment. He wanted yeah. a moment. He needed like his sort of like field of dreams moment. Sometimes mm. you need that in life. Um, like I don't think he could blame the funk man here. It's all you know ridiculous curb stuff, but you know yeah. it makes some sense. You Josh, know? if you go to a game and you sit down and there's a guy looking sort of slightly morose next to an empty mm-hmm. seat, and you say, "Oh hey, how's it going?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm here with my dentist." <laughs> Yeah, it'd be, it would be wild. It'd be, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of a uh, that must, I, I think I don't really know what I would say. They would, oh, well, that must be uh, very emotional for you. Yeah. You know? And you feel bad cheering a home run. You look next to him and the guy's crying like, my dad would have loved this. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, it's I'm sure, you know, he's he's yeah. rooting with you here in the stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we do get a we do get a little line of dialogue that works a little bit better on the second go round where uh, Larry says, you know, well, you know, if the other guy backs out <laughs> yeah. and Marty's like, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true. That's a good point. And like Larry's yeah. just like, oh, OK, I guess he's really confident this guy is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it works really. Yeah, once you know what it is, it's uh, it's a good joke. Um, all right, so uh, we head over to uh, what's going I guess going to really become the main plot of the episode. Uh, hidden a little bit into, deeper into the episode is uh, Larry home with his dad. Uh, he notices that Larry's wearing his uh, old Seinfeld jacket, and Larry's wearing this because he has jury duty today, and he thinks if he you know puts on display the fact that he's in the entertainment industry, then he'll get out of being on the jury because. They don't like putting people from in from the media, I guess, on the jury. So there must be no jurors in Los Angeles. Yeah. Because like everybody is right. in the entertainment industry. Yeah. 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 It really is well, divine yeah. providence, if you think about it, that the episode, you know, that again will become famous for a real life court case. Has yeah, so no, much that's a good point. It, yeah, right? that's we a good point. Larry being part of a jury, and then of course he'll go to court himself later in the episode after, you know. Right. So Crimes are committed. Yeah, this is a very mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, it's very karmic. Yeah. Very in, in fact, you could say that Marty. Uh, is basically the same as the guy at the game, right? Innocently <laughs> yes. accused. He was just at a Dodgers game, Marty, minding his own business. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so Cheryl comes on in, and he's he's uh, he tells Cheryl that he's going downtown. He has jury duty. He's trying to get out of it. Um, you know, he says, you know, if they made me the foreman, then I would do it. But I I won't serve under another foreman. <laughs> But yeah, that's great. That's that's it's a good condition. Guy, so. Yeah, like yeah. if you can go and you can control it, because I, I would imagine as the four person, he would just yeah. uh, get things uh, going as quickly as humanly possible, so yeah. they could all get out of there fast. Yeah, honestly, I kind of feel the same way. Like yeah. if I could be in charge of it, and like we could do it, like, yeah. like you know, it's gonna be chilled out. That's and, like, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's a good condition. But if I have to go there, there's gonna be some guy who's gonna boss me around because he's the foreman and I'm not the foreman for three days. Like I'm out. Do you think John Roberts said that to George Bush when he tried to nominate him for the Supreme Court? You make me the, the uh, right. you know, the chief justice 
or get the hell out of here. Right. I'm, I'm not, not serving. Working. I'm not serving on the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Yeah. Not working. Well, I would only. I would only be on the Supreme Court if I was. Uh, yeah. Me too. Chief Justice. Yeah. Do, uh, to all future presidents, do not even think yeah. of nominating me. Don't even think of associate, nominating Chester. Associate. Unless you're associate. Put him justice. at the top. Insulting. Right at the top. It's an insult. Yes. Right at the top. Chester has two podcasts. Yeah. He has to do two podcasts <laughs> to be an associate justice <laughs> of the Supreme Court. Uh, By the way, that still wouldn't be a good enough excuse for Akiva. You, you, when, when I missed this podcast for you know the uh, sort of familial emergency that happened a couple weeks ago, I told Akiva about it. He's like, so what the hell? Who cares? You can do a podcast from the hospital. <laughs> wow. Akiva is very dedicated. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell or yeah, well, Chester has done a, a podcast from the hospital before. Yeah. Have you? The first time. Well, I did a podcast from when my wife had a baby, the previous oh, baby. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 Very I don't think I don't think I have the dedication to the craft to do it from a hospital. I think but if honestly, I'm in the hospital, sitting there, if I'm in the hospital, I'm like, oh, sweet vacation. There's a lot of downtime. Yeah. There's a lot of downtime when your wife's having a baby. Yeah, I, I mean, for you, I'd read, I'd read a book. I'd read a book. I'd the truth is, book. yeah, that was, we I we got into a big fight because like I like went to like I went to get lunch. I read a book and she was like, well, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, what the hell do you want me to do? I'm going to be here for 14 hours. I feel like it's like a turkey sandwich. Yeah, no, I got a tuna sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read like all of a Game of Thrones book. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, there's nothing that I could wow. really do other than like, a full Game of Thrones book. book. Yeah, fast we were reader, for like, that was a long labor. Yeah, that's we a were there long for, labor. Six hundred pages. It wasn't even labor. It was like pre-labor. It was a whole. Oh, thing. We were there for a long yeah. time. It was yeah. very boring. It's also a long lunch if you were reading all of that on a lunch break. Yeah, I agree. It was much worse for her. Like I'm not yeah. gonna like you know, <laughs> but like it was also very boring. Well, hold on. Which book? Which book did you read? Uh, I think it was the third. Oh, which is yeah, the, worse, no, worse isn't that the longest one? No, yeah, I long. think it gets it, it's 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 one of them though. It's up there. Yeah, up there. I think the fifth is the longest. They each get longer. Yeah. yeah, they're all very long yes. and more yeah tiresome as yeah. we go through. <laughs> yes, agreed. All right, so this no, is my like, question. So you know, yeah. Cheryl walks in and she will not tell Larry. She says, "I don't reveal my sources where she got the tickets from," and Larry just lets it go. This is very un-Larry. Yeah, I mean, maybe just because, like, uh, it's just like a throwaway improv line. Like, we're not going yeah. here at all in the episodes. I mean, just if, if my it, wife but... gets me the tickets that I've been trying to get, and I say, where do you get them? And she just said, oh, I got it from a friend. I wouldn't ask. But if she's like, oh, I can't reveal my sources, then I'd be suspicious, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Now I need to yeah. know. So it's like an out-of-character improvisation yeah, I uh, guess for Larry so. that he's that he's not re- he's not so incurious. Up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they yeah, should have yeah. they should have cut that or redone that to be more like he would have like there's a there's a world in which like he refuses the tickets until yeah. he identify gets the source identified. And what could her, <laughs> can we speculate? What could her source be that she can't reveal it to her husband? Did she like sleep Ted with Danson. someone like Ted Danson? Ah, Ted Danson. <laughs> right, Ted Danson. Ah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a there's an entirely different version of this episode that is about this that like yeah. she yeah. won't tell him <laughs> like the that's source. the storyline. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. source yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, Larry uh, turns back back over to his dad. He's complaining about his glaucoma, how it's straining his eyes, and Larry says, "You know, it's about time. I want to go get you some marijuana to help you with this." And his dad says, no, he's like, do you think I look like some beatnik? And Larry <laughs> insists, no, it's going to help. I just want to help you feel better. And Larry asks uh, if, you know, if I go get the weed, will you t- will you take it? And he, dad's like, where the hell are you going to get it from? Larry says, I have no idea. I'll yeah. have to figure it out. Yeah. And the dad agrees to do it as long as Larry does it with him. Yeah, uh, this. But so Larry and Jerry Seinfeld, both are sort of famously, you know, not drugs guys. Uh, yeah. Not not partiers, especially in the context of comedians in you know the late seventies, early eighties, when pretty much everybody was except for the two of them. 
And it's so weird that Larry is pushing this pot on his dad because he's so not a weed guy. Like, you know, he has clearly no idea where to get it. And there's a guy who can get just about anything through Jeff or through his assistant or something. And it, it's so strange to me like that, that this is the storyline they're using here, right? Yeah, I, he's probably like uh, heard through the grapevine that medical marijuana is like the hip, trendy thing to do. Yeah. And he just wants to. Wouldn't his dad have asked his doctor or something? I don't know. Is Larry's mother dead at this point on the show? Yeah, yeah she died yeah, a couple so... episodes ago and his dad didn't tell him because he didn't want to bother him. Right, that's right. He didn't so want everybody, to everybody wrote in the book at the funeral, beautiful Where's service. Larry? Where's Larry? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so he's probably like he's just trying to keep life exciting and fresh for his dad. Yeah. Too. You know, like maybe like it'll be an adventure to get my dad high. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's but the term being the like word. you have to get high with me yeah. from his dad. It's like, ah. Yeah. I mean, Larry's That's dad looks like a guy I would enjoy getting high with. He seems like an entertaining yeah. fellow. And he, and he is yeah. an entertaining, uh, you know, stoner. Uh, no, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. Until his eyesight comes back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a yeah. Um, You know, you know, 2020, this episode's a lot easier. Larry just walks down the street to a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to deal with Harley. Right, right. But there, he, you know, he'll get very overwhelmed with all the screens. You know, that could be a whole episode. Too. Yeah. Too many options, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so uh, we're at the courthouse and they're doing the uh, voir dire of the various jurors. Um, we get to Larry and uh, yada, you know, yada, ask, yada. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they ask him, have you ever been the victim of a crime? He says, my cousin once stolen all the joy from me. <laughs> um, when they ask, you know, is there any reason you can't serve on the jury? He says, you know, well, you know, the, uh, the defendant's a black man. You know, that's not what he says, but that's yeah. what I'm going to say. <laughs> right. Um, Very interesting. He and... doesn't even try the Seinfeld celebrity thing. He goes straight to the racism. He just <laughs> yeah. goes straight to racism. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he he sees that there's going to be no natural way for him to stand up and show off that he worked <laughs> on Seinfeld. No one's recognizing him, so he has to go the nuclear. Yeah, option. I guess so. Yeah. And considering the fact that we know LA is a small town, you know, it only has one hotel and it only has mm-hmm. one judge and one court. Seems highly risky for Larry because it's a risky his, yeah. move. It's a risky move. You, you really must hate jury duty. Yeah. 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 Josh, have you ever done jury duty? Uh, once. I did yeah. jury duty once. Did you wear your Seinfeld jacket? I, I, I wore my, my Curb Your Enthusiasm jacket, mm. actually. My use Curb Your Enthusiasm sweater. <laughs> deep V-neck. Yeah, it was good. Were you on a jury? I was on a jury. I was selected on day one, and it was for uh, a trial that, by design, was meant to last for a single day. Oh, uh, so I was on jury for a single day. We we we. We uh, judged the the thing, and then it was it. That was it, and that was back in two thousand seven, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So I've I've steered clear of jury duty since then. How many pretties like, did you rate uh, that experience? Uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. Oh wow! It was it was, wow. it was great. You know, I got to go and see what it was like. I got to read a little bit of my book. I got called real fast. They were like, this is just going to be a one day thing. I'm like, all right, Lady Luck, sign me up. And I got uh, selected. And I was like, yes, this is the best. And I was done and home for dinner. It was great. I got to go all the way out to the fork of Long Island, which I hadn't really uh, seen much of as a youth. So it was exciting. It was a great day. Yeah, I had fun. Strong endorsement for jury duty. It was great. It was a great, it was a great, uh, I think I may have one of the best jury duty experiences you can have. I guess so. Yeah. This is a five out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, so let's get to Hurley from Lost. Yes. Another yeah. great reason why. Uh, yeah, another uh, reason for you to be on the podcast here tonight. Here. It was yeah. don't mistake uh, uh, coincidence for fate. <laughs> it was destiny. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask if this is I was you know if I had uh, if I had pulled Mike Bloom in here for right now, mm-hmm. just if you want to be that would, that would be you know yeah, I didn't too, I didn't go to any sort of like that. You know, we could probably very, call him and he'd be awake and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, knowing Mike, you want to talk about this scene? Yeah, like yeah, he probably has it queued up. Well, th- so this is yeah, obviously so the drug dealer who Larry gets the weed from is not only. Uh, Hurley from Lost, Jorge Garcia, but this is the reason. This scene is the yes. reason why Jorge Garcia is Hurley from Lost. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So, that. so tell me yeah, about so that. When I yeah. heard that, I said to myself, "It's a very good thing that I know why I don't work in casting because there's no way that I would have seen this scene and be like that guy. I'm gonna yeah, put him in the show." The thing, like, he's fun, and he it's 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 a, it's a great Easter egg in in retrospect. But it's like, it's a relatively unremarkable performance. Wait, I Josh, think. what's the story? So the story. So the story is. Um, so this is February two thousand four that this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, they are casting Lost. I think they're getting really close to the end of the line. And J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams, I think, watches this episode and is like, "That guy needs to be on Lost. That wow. guy needs to be on the show." Uh, and I don't know if they had invented the character of Hurley at that point yet. I, I think that Hurley existed in theory. Um, Hurley is one of the the day one lost characters that took the longest to like fully flesh out into like the lotto winner version uh, that they end up going with. Like they had a few like false start backstories for him. So I think that Jorge Garcia like helped really craft who that character ended up becoming. But they watched him in this scene on Curb like that guy needs to be on our show. Uh, so this is a historic episode for that reason as well, that without this episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, we don't get Jorge Garcia as Hurley Hugo Reyes on Lost. Yeah, this is, is the uh, good deed we were talking about Larry having uh, committed earlier. Yeah. <laughs> is there uh, is there a theory that this character from Curb is Hurley from Lost? Like this is one of his backstories that at some point he was a drug dealer in L.A.? Yeah, uh, there is a theory that this is one of the sideways universes. Uh, okay. And so, like, uh, there's, like, an, uh, an evil sideways universe where you go if you were really bad. Uh, and so this is, like, bad Hurley. Well, this uh, is bad Hurley. He charges Larry $200 for swag. Yeah, it's for swag. For swag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how Larry pronounces it. Is that a fair price, Chester? Or, uh, <laughs> that yeah. is not a fair price. No, I don't think so. I've heard. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. yeah. Reportedly, yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a pretty other. unremarkable scene other than its historic value i think like uh, I, I and, and i hurley is like my favorite lost character and i think that uh jorge garcia is like fine in this scene so <laughs> the, it, that was one one of the questions i was going to ask because when i watched the scene you know the other day i really really enjoyed it but i think it's largely because i know who exactly like, like oh that's hurley Same. i wonder yeah. the first time i saw this in 2004 if i was as you know impressed by it unremarkable i think like uh yeah. Jorge like steps on a lot of Larry's bites. There's a lot of crosstalk. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like tremendously organic. Um, but I do like how he's like so like he's so dismissive and talking down to him, right? Like mm-hmm. he clearly immediately sees okay, this guy's a mark. I can charge him whatever I want. I can treat him like yeah. shit, and he's still gonna buy for me because he has no idea where to get weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he, he right, he know yeah, he yeah. can tell he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, in some ways, the kind of like the scattered nature of their you know acting together is like kind of how it should be because of like Naturally, Larry's yeah. awkwardness, awkwardness in this situation and yeah. like a drug yeah. dealer who's just like bullying him. So mm. it ends up working pretty well. But yeah, it's you know it's certainly not something that I would cast somebody in a you know life altering career off of. But no, yeah. it's, it's but some, you know, again, like you like you said, like I think that people in that role, like in the in the creative hiring position, like 
sometimes you just like sense an it quality. Yeah, and they see a quality. Got, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Cl- they clearly figured it out. Yeah, you know, they're obviously like better like they, than I would be. <laughs> they're looking at like their 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 whiteboard of headshots of the people they've cast already. And like this guy will be great with this group. I mean, right. he's a physically yeah. arresting guy. He's he's like exactly. a mountain of a man. So yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he definitely has a quality about him that makes yes. him interesting, and that, yes. you know. He also has just like the nature about him once you yeah. see him on the screen. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we could, uh, yeah, we could move on from the Hurley okay. part of it. $200 swag. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Larry, you know, goes over to him. You see, you know, first he offers him the hydroponic stuff, but that's going to cost you 500 bucks. Larry says he's not looking for a sound system. <laughs> so he count, you know, counters with an ounce of swag for 200. Larry, you know, starts to negotiate it. But Hurley says you can pay me the 200 or you can go fuck yourself. Uh, Larry agrees. Two hundred seems fair. By the way, I will um, say for anyone who's ever had a conversation with a pot dealer, this is very like accurate. Of like the guy telling you things that you have no idea what they mean, and you know, usually you, you act like you know what they're talking about because you don't want to look like Larry. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my theory has always been that all this whole thing with like the different names for the different weeds is all a scam. It's all just marketing. It's all the same shit. They don't know what the hell any of it is. It's been, that's been always my theory, and I don't buy it. Yeah. I wish I could weigh in, but I've never tried drugs. Oh, neither have I. They're illegal. So I have no idea what it is. Actually, they're not even illegal. What am I talking about? In New Jersey, yeah. we're uh, legalizing it on election day. I have no idea. Yeah. What yeah. Everything is legal in New Jersey. Yeah. All right. right there. So he gets his weed. And then, you know, like you do when you're going to a really high profile baseball game after 9 11, you don't leave your weed in the car. You leave it in the pocket of your, of your, mm-hmm. of your jacket, off, of course. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so Larry's driving, he's on the phone with Jeff, you know, Jeff tells him, you know, I'm not going to be able to make the game, and Larry's annoyed, and he realizes now because of the traffic, he's not going to make the game either, and he's thinking about just turning around. Uh, Jeff says, why don't you just take the carpool lane, then you'll get there, but Larry feels either scared or bad or whatever it is, he doesn't want to do that. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a woman appears in his window and asks him, hey, baby, want a date? And he, I mean, usually there's decision. prostitutes right next to the highway in broad daylight. In LA, yes, this happens a yes. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've encountered this many times. Yeah. Um, and he quickly just tells her. He, no, I'm kidding. Never. Um, Only twice for me. I wouldn't call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Larry, things happen to Larry David. Um, yeah. So he tells her to get in the car and her name is Monina, played by Kim Whitley, uh, who's gone on to much bigger things for this. I heard that J.J. Abrams saw her and she was the runner up for Hurley. I was actually going to say, uh, like, if you're like talent scouting in this episode, and it's right, how, Whitley, yeah. you know, how do you miss Monina? Yeah. How do you how do you miss Monina? Yeah, exactly. Like she would have been incredible on Lost. Mm. Uh, oh, like see this episode your flashback or something like <laughs> that would have been great. Josh, if I sent you this tape and I was like, oh, there's someone in this episode, you need they're going to be the next big thing. And you watch this, you'd be like, oh, totally the drug dealer. Right. <laughs> That's the, that would be my first pick. Anyway, um, so he asks Larry, uh, she's like, oh, so, you know, what are you into? Maybe some lollipop love, something for <laughs> diamonds. Uh, feel free to look these up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, well, hold on. Let's pause for a second. So I think the first one is pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. The digging for diamonds. What did you look it up? Is that is that something? Do you guys it's have an idea search, what that right? is? It's right? It's an adventure. You know, you go yeah. on a journey. I have yeah, no yeah. idea what that could mean. I don't I don't even know how to speculate. Um, I, I mean, I have an educated guess, but, you know, I'm going to pass on, on sharing it in case it's wildly <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, if it's wildly off, it might even be better. <laughs> well, who the hell knows? Let's, yeah. Well, well, you know, we'll leave this to the imagination. All right. Um, or send it in as, you know, for the mail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Larry says uh, he's not interested in sex per se. Uh, per se. But That's doing a lot of work in that sentence. Yeah. Yes. The, the, per se. I would like to, to know more about why yeah. he used that. <laughs> Uh, but rather to him well, is like going to a really good Dodgers game, the equivalent of sex. <laughs> well, I think maybe he's uh, he's reserving his right to see how the night goes. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, he does have a 10th anniversary gift. That's true. That's oh, that's right. That's right. So he has the, the hall pass right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he has a one time only. So maybe yeah, yeah right. maybe he'll decide, you know what? Let's go. You know, this is fine. Let's cash it in. Um, but no, so Larry would really want to want you to just like hang out with me for a while and I'll pay you for my time. And she but, but hold on, this is what's even crazier. He's like, and then you're going to sit in the car for the whole game. Why does he need her to sit in the car on the way back? He needs to take the carpool lane also. Right? Well, get to strand her out Yeah, there. and his, like, you know, that's the I, one thing. I just thing. need you to ride in my car, get to Dodger Stadium, and then we're done. Yeah, but how is she going to leave? How, how does she go home? She won't, she won't sign on for that. Look, I, I do don't a, have get experience. an Uber and it's going to cost the well, full that, Yeah, the full I don't rate. have experience with prostitutes, but do you have to drop them off at the exact same point where you pick them up? Is I that mean, the I expect that it would be <laughs> a respectful thing to do at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a nice thing. Well, but you could just give her a little bit of extra cash to pay for her cab. I don't know. It's cheap. It's cheaper than having her sit there for five hours while you go to the game. Yeah. But of course, then we don't get the story. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's it's worth it to have Monina in our lives. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, they start negotiating over price. She says that's going to be a thousand dollars because I charge two hundred dollars an hour. Larry thinks that's price is crazy, but she explains that she could give four blowjobs an hour. Um, and I guess obviously those cost 50 bucks each. Uh, which... and he's impressed by the number that's very impressive. 15 yeah. minutes to meet somebody, complete the deed, finish, go back to your original location, as we just discussed, right? And they get the next guy. I mean, that's like very efficient. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I'd almost I say if I pay fifty bucks, I wanted to spend a few extra minutes. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't expect that there's like this just like steady stream of Johns available that like all like your <laughs> average like Jane you prostitute is like yeah, just right, just like pumping out four blowjobs an hour just because there's so many yeah. like customers. I mean, that... there's environments in which I can see that happening, but the side of the road in L.A. in, in, yeah. in rush hour is not one of them. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think this, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's totally she's totally full of it. This is mm. not, you know, she's being very unfair. Well, she's a good negotiator because Larry buys it. Yeah, well, yeah, like, but Larry buys it. You uh, picked well, up you the know, best she, as as they. Uh, so they. He's uh, impressed. Yeah. So I think what they settle on is seven fifty, and she gets to go to the game. Hmm. Is in the end, right? Yeah. He's got uh, the ticket anyway. Why well, not? No, well, he doesn't want. Oh, he wait, says, no, he, says right. he doesn't have a ticket, and then she right. finds it. Yeah, right, right, right. right, right. But you okay. know, he does. Have, it's a it's a decent deal. He already has the ticket. Yeah. So now he's getting a discount and he gets a a, a hangout at the, yeah. the game. He's, and now she's, he's not and alone. She's not just going to the game. She has a full menu she wants to order as well. Right. She's so got right. the so hot dogs she wants, the popcorn. Yeah. Right. Okay. Get that so wallet out. So Josh, first, right. so the Larry, Dodger dog. Yeah. I've never had a Dodger dog. I've never been to Dodger Stadium. They're, they're, I'd like to go. They're very famous, but and I've heard sort of them discussed on on other podcasts. They're apparently not so good, but they have a they have an undeserved reputation. What is their um what are they famous for? Is there like people a, just a, talk a about topping the, combo? People talk about the Dodger dog as a great hot dog, but from what I've heard okay. in discussions, they say it's the, the people I've heard complain about it say it's not even a good hot dog and it's just Let's sort of riding on its reputation. I mean, what I, what I would guess, and I, I, I have no actual idea because I never eat a Dodger dog, but I'm guessing it's just pro- what was probably a good version of a stadium 
ballpark, you know. Well, Frank. but that's the implication, yeah. And and by now that has just been like so surpassed in like the food options available at games. And like if you had that now, you'd be like, no, that's just like a shitty hot dog. But I like mean, to me, all historically, hot dogs are you may have been famous. All yeah. steamed hot dogs are bad. A grilled hot dog is yeah, so much better. Right, your average ballpark Frank is like not a like a good. Not good. Hot it would dog. not be. It would not be my preference to go to a baseball game and eat a hot dog. Yeah. Um. You know, in I 2020, just, I well, in 2020, you can't get anything because you can't go to a game. But yeah, sure. In 2019, sure. there's a lot of other options on the menu these days. Well, quick survey of the Google images for the Dodger dog. I'm left cold by this. Mm. Yeah. 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 Cold, it's especially not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, the, some it's of these pictures, to... they look cold in the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what, maybe that's its uh, shtick that it's cold and it's still a cold hot dog. Yeah, you're not making it more appealing. It's no, a cold especially dog. especially like mass market produced for a baseball game. Cold hot dogs like nah, fuck that. Yeah. No, thank I you. I don't want to eat. Uh, so, yeah, they're talk, they, they talk about compromise a little bit. Uh, Larry invokes Henry Clay, the great compromiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, the sign of a good com- compromise. Yeah. Is that By the way, he was, also like, uh, he was also like one of the most racist senators ever. So a weird person for Larry to be invoking. Yeah, him. this but. is like I, I wrote down in my notes that this is like the anti Michael Scott win, win, win. Like it's like Larry's idea of a compromise is lose, lose. That yeah, like everybody's both parties are yeah. unsatisfied. It does seem like that's how he lives his life, though, yeah. you know. Yeah, he just right. like whittles everyone down until everybody in the situation is losing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If somebody else feels like they're getting a good deal, he'll like somehow root it for them. So that yeah. way everyone's <laughs> dissatisfied. Yes, with the correct. Um, so, yeah, so they're going along and she discovers the extra ticket and they, uh, you know, basically she bullies him into taking her to the game. Saying he'll, she'll call her pimp if he doesn't take her. Yeah. So. Um, so they go to the stadium, Larry getting them some food. They head to their seats, which is she's complaining that they're all the way up in the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Larry's like, listen, there could be a lot worse things you could be doing right now than being up here in the nosebleeds. Although, yeah. you know, it's, you know, I don't think she sees it that way. So he, he kind of like she doesn't. These- but, she, you know, she is she's you know, she's loaded up with snacks right now. Right. Like, what's the what's the spread? She's got like she's got some hot dogs. She's got a popcorn situation going on. Uh, yeah, so she'll complain about the food later, but it, she seems like she got a you know an okay amount of food for an no okay amount of so food, far. and yeah. it's all it's all free. It's all part of the package deal. Yeah, um, Larry, uh, he of course has his binoculars with him as uh, any normal person brings to a ball game. Yeah, uh, he used to do that, kid, didn't you? I uh, people used to do that, but it's yeah. uh, I it always yeah I was like nobody's done it in a long time. That's yeah, it's not a thing anymore. Um, yeah. And also the, the guys with like the radios, like the radio uh, hat yeah. built like into Bartman. their head, the headphones. Yeah. Right. Like Bartman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good guy. Um, so uh, he spots uh, Marty sitting next to an empty seat. Uh, Monina sees him looking around and she misinterprets this as that. Like Larry is you're like, trying to make it seem like we're not here together. Like you're not <laughs> yeah. with me. Yeah. And she threatens to pull out a titty if uh, he doesn't start <laughs> acting like they're together. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm not sure if it'd be the worst thing from Larry's perspective because she'd get thrown out, and then that would sort of solve his concern. Right. Uh, he, he, he might at, be taken at this with point, her. though. Yeah, but he could be afraid of the pimp still. He could be taken yeah, out true. with her, and that would be bad. And has he already given up enough identifying uh, information that yeah. a bad ending here would not be good for him? Yeah, that's yeah. True. you don't, don't want to leave this woman yeah. pissed off. I don't think. Yeah, I think so. Don't come after you. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she looks like a tough woman. Yes. Um, so, uh, Larry looks over another section or so, and lo and behold, it's the two guys from the country club that interviewed him. And yeah, of course that this would happen, uh, cause it's Kerb. Uh, so Larry, uh, 
very crucially, uh, as we'll discuss, heads down to the field level to see Marty. Uh, he spots the empty seat next to him and he asks Marty if he could sit there. And Marty explains that, no, this seat is for my father and I'm leaving it open for him as a memorial to him to make me feel close to him. Now, hold on a uh, second. How does Larry even get into this section? Marty's sitting in like a great seat. They don't let you into those sections without a stub. Is he, is he too? Yeah, he's too close to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he must have figured out a way. Maybe the security guard yeah. recognized him. Oh, you're Larry David. Yeah, I'm not sure how important that is to the scene, but. Just, yeah, I, you know, as I'm it. watching it, I think of all the times in my life that I've, you know, Jerry Seinfeld has a whole bit about this, right? Yeah. How, oh, he, I, I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Right. He, uh, said, he said, he says, like, you know, when you're a kid sneaking down into seats, it's what you do and you're caught. Who cares? But when you're an adult, it's very embarrassing. And you have to do this whole charade where you look at your seat, your ticket. I don't understand. Oh, I see. These are very, very good seats. And my ticket is very, very, very bad seat. So yeah. is he wearing his Seinfeld jacket in this moment? Yeah, he has to be. Uh, right? because, he should be. Yeah, because then two things. Unless it's a continuity error. He could have not to get that. It's consi- It's consistent yeah. within um, that the fact that he's able to bypass security is consistent with the idea that maybe security is very lax here at Dodger Stadium because they didn't find the weed. So yeah. there's ah, there's there's that piece of it. But then the other thing is. What if there's a security guard who sees Larry in his Seinfeld jacket and goes, oh, Larry David, hmm, yeah. and lets Larry David in just assuming he's VIP. Yeah, now, it could if, happen. One enjoyable, like enjoyable storyline of Curb, though, at least through this point, is that no one on the show has ever recognized him. In a, right, as in a, every time in the rare occasions that he tries to use Seinfeld or his fame, it backfires. Right? Either yeah. the person is has yeah, heard I mean, of it or they're it, not this, right. the show. It, it, yeah, Curb doesn't exist in Curb, so he never becomes. Oh no, but no, like, it's not really just the Curb doesn't exist. But Seinfeld, curb. nobody cares about Seinfeld in Curb. When who doesn't already right? Who when whenever Larry tries to use it, like he tries to use it with Amanda D once at a restaurant, and right, it's yeah, well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that they don't care about Seinfeld. It's that they, they like, they, like I know who is Seinfeld. Yeah. By some guy who claims he wrote Seinfeld. Okay, yeah. fine. Like mm-hmm. I, if, yeah. if you were George Costanza, I would care about Seinfeld. Yeah, I it's think just it's Larry. Yeah, it's, it's just Larry. Larry who nobody knew until yeah. Curb. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Larry basically unloads on Marty and calls him nuts. <laughs> Such an asshole. Are you crazy? You don't <laughs> let me have my, the seat because your father. He's not here. He's dead. Whatever. But, you know, yeah, Larry's a complete jerk here. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a little nutty, but whatever. You know, let the guy do let his Let him have his moment. You know, yeah. give him, let him. Yeah, and it's his seats. It's his seats. Even if he didn't want anyone there and he just wanted to go alone, like everyone like keeps asking him, how are you doing, Marty? You holding up? This must be so tough. Maybe he's just over that. Maybe he just wants a night by himself watching yeah. baseball with no one to bother. His dad's funeral was he's ruined got by every some right to, Yeah, He's got every right to keep that seat empty. Yeah. And come up with any weird excuse he wants. I will say Larry will be will be even ruder to um oh, to Marty much. later in the episode in the in the parking lot. So much. Yeah. 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 Terrible to him. Yeah. So um yeah, so Larry heads back up to his actual seats. And of course the country club folks uh, have noticed him. They come over to say hi. <laughs> and feeling like he's just completely boxed into the situation, yeah. he takes a risk. Uh, and he tells them, if you're ever looking for a good a good blowjob for a reasonable price, she's your gal. She's the expert. Uh, much to Monina's delight, because now she feels like they're together. He's, she's uh, seen, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's jo- Josh, her. what is Larry's best move when the two country club Republicans see him with Monina? Um, at that point, it's over, right? Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't have much of a chance anymore. 
<laughs> the jig is up. So he may as well just like lean into it and have a story to tell. Yeah. What I, I don't you know, remember. And, and, I don't and, remember. Like, actually. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to buy any capital with these guys, but he may be able to earn Monina's respect in this moment. And so he yeah. takes the risk and he's right. Yeah. Yeah. And true. you know what? Honestly, knowing these some of these types of guys, there's a 20% chance that they'd be like, you know what? Respect. Yeah. And you know, there's oh, a no. possibility. That's oh, no. true. They, they, they will take they will take Monina's offer up later, but they won't publicly they will of course change. Yeah. Correct. So well, yeah. or they could just keep it between them and you know, oh well, you know, we're also into some, you know, different things on the side, you know. Yeah. Because it's you know, it's a hybrid country club and yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not being, you know. Yeah. I don't anyway, remember the we next speculate, episodes. we speculate. Where yeah, does, we speculate. Where does Larry get uh back into a country club? How does he start golfing again? I don't remember. I guess we'll I don't remember. See. We'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he never golfs again. <laughs> well, you know, he's going to go to New York pretty soon. So um, there might not be too much more golfing in this season. So yeah. maybe it doesn't. Go, yeah. And then it could easily just come back next year without any explanation. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So uh, we're in the uh, the parking lot and Larry and Monina are going to the car and they see, of course, Marty just happens to be parked three spots over. There's only three parking spots in, our, in Dodger yeah. Stadium. Uh, he asks Larry for a ride because his car is having trouble. And Larry says, maybe your father can help you jumpstart the car. <laughs> hey, Leo, why don't you give him a push? Oh, it's uh, such a yeah, this, is, yeah, this is very bad. <laughs> it's a very bad behavior by Larry. It's a, it's a, it's a dick move. Yeah. It's, a, it's a mean thing to say. Yeah, Pretty, pretty, pretty obnoxious. Uh, before we leave Dodger Stadium, should we talk about how this like cleared a murder? Yeah, we've been beating around the bush. Let's get to that. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could talk about the whole thing. Like, what, what was the story with that? So there was like uh, he like Larry provided an alibi for a guy who was wrongly accused of murder. Is that right? Kind yeah. of. So. Uh, so what happened? It was this guy. Um, his name was Juan Catalan. Well, Catalan. I don't exactly pronounce his name. Um, and he was actually convicted of a shooting. Um, there was a woman who was shot who had testified in a case uh, it was like there was like a gang murder case that she was a wit- an, you know, like a state witness in. And this guy, Juan, his brother was one of the defendants in that case. So like that was like where they had the, the idea that he had a motive to kill this woman because she had testified against him. Uh, but like this guy had insisted from the beginning that he was at the Dodgers game that night. And he even had like his ticket stub and like had produced it. And like they just still like they didn't believe him. You know, who knows? They and looked at every convicted. like they looked at like every possible piece of um, tape from the broadcast. Yeah, they couldn't, couldn't find, find it. it. And, then, and then like much later, he he remembered that, you know, I have this memory that they were like filming something else at that game. And he even invoked um, what's his name? What's Bob Einstein's character? Funkhauser. No, his like Super Dave his, Osborne. Uh, Oh, Super, Super Dave, Dave Osborne. Dave, Dave. He was like, yeah, like Super Dave Osborne was involved in it somehow. And oh, Catalan recognized him? Yeah. Uh, okay. And his I actually lawyer, saw, like, I saw that documentary, but I don't remember those details. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been able to recognize Super Dave, to be honest. Yeah. In 2004? Yeah. For sure not. Yeah, I wouldn't no have. Yeah. There is a, uh, yeah, there's a Netflix documentary called Long Shot. It's like 40 or 50 minutes. It's very short. It's very good. It just like tells the whole story. It's very emotional. It's very well done. Uh, but yeah, so basically his lawyer, like, like what contacted HBO like they got the footage there was like nothing in the episode but then like they got like all the extra like b-roll and started going through that and like finally if they found just like a clear as day image of him on the footage at the game um, of course because it's like the criminal justice system like it was still like 
many more months until this was resolved. Because like, right. like, oh, well, you know, technically, you know, that only covered him till like 9.49 p.m. And like, he could have left, you know, been there at nine, you know, like, you know, they came up with how it was still plausible, even though like this thing you had been denying this whole time, he just proved you wrong. But whatever. He eventually got out. He like got a settlement with the city. So like, yeah, Larry David saved the guy's life, basically. Incredible. The guy was dead to rights. He was on death row, I think. It is the one good thing Larry David ever did. <laughs> yeah. He raised money for the caddies at his country club during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the two good things. Yeah. All right. So we're in the parking lot, and Larry says he'll take Marty for the Weatherman's golf tip. Yeah. Uh, so what you're asking me to do the one thing I cannot do. Yeah. By the way, so then <laughs> ask for tickets to the next Dodgers game. Because as we discussed, there's got to be another one the next day. Well, I mean, he whittles him down. It takes him no yeah. time at all. He's like, all right, well, then you're out of the yeah. luck. And Funkhauser relents immediately. The one yeah. thing he can't do, it's a pretty quick trip from I can't do it to all right, here it is. Yeah, well, Larry's his best friend. The weatherman's just yeah. the weatherman. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. The only thing I could think if maybe if it was like a, like a one-game playoff, like a game, a game 163. That's yeah. possible. Although they were in different divisions. so I forget yeah. uh, right. the exact line when he starts telling him the tip and he's like, Everything you know about golf, forget it. Yeah. And they just cut the scene. It's just a really good cut. Yeah. They did the same cut yeah. two episodes ago when he started to tell him the first time. Yeah. That's how yeah. Marty opens so, it again. Which is actually Larry kind of, learns. It's kind of similar to when Jerry teaches George to move. Yes. Right? He's like, Do you have a headboard? Yeah. Is it padded? No. Good. And then that's all we get. <laughs> right. Also, wait, and then we cut uh, to the like, end. Now the end could be a twist or a swirl. Yeah. Also, uh, there can't be more than a foot uh, height differential or you can hurt your neck. Yeah. Well, also here, you know, it's very it's much easier to not have to come up with some amazing golf tip that's going to improve everybody's golf game. Yeah. yeah. So Larry learns the weatherman's golf tip, but we never will. No, it's better this way for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So uh, we they head over to the airport and Larry says he has to go to the bathroom. Um, does he say he has to go to the bathroom? Or does he specifically say he has to pee? He says he has to go number specific- two. I think he does. I thought that he specifically said he has to pee. And I he, thought to pee also because and I was, he get, and and he gives him the coat because he what if the coat gets dirty? And I was curious about that as well. But like, isn't it already plainly established at this point that Larry sits down to pee? Well, no, no, he said. Well, so then I guess that could be an argument that. So I thought that he clear. He says he has to use a stall, and he says I don't. They won't have a place to put my jacket, and he says they'll have hooks, and he says sometimes they don't have hooks. Yeah. Well, he has he has established. Yes, he does sit to pee. That's true. Uh, that he sits to pee. Yeah. Uh, so it would make sense that he would need uh, that yeah. he wouldn't you know that he would need a stall. But for... again, I would. Larry's not the kind of guy who's gonna go sit down in a public restroom unless he really really has to go. I guess. Okay. So in the transcript, it yeah. says I'm gonna go use the bathroom. So he doesn't say pee. Okay. I thought I thought it said pee also. But what does it so... say next though? Um. Because he talks about the hooks. So yeah, he, no. He's so, he, so, he's using, so he's clearly using a stall, but again, that, that's not despite right. Hooks imply sitting down. Yeah. Like, again, you know, if you're standing up, you could leave your jacket yeah. on. Like, yeah. Yeah. But uh, also, I would say that like if you were to rank bathroom locations in terms of likelihood to have hooks, yeah. the airport's probably like right up there because everybody has bags and lots of stuff to carry. Yeah. Airport bathroom's gonna have hooks. Yeah. It's a pretty good bet that an yeah. airport bathroom pretty, is gonna have pretty hooks. good bet. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so he asked Marty to hold his jacket. Uh, he goes, does his business. When he comes out, he hears Marty yelling and screaming <laughs> that the marijuana is not his. He was just holding the jackets. Um, and he gets taken away by the cops. And Larry just looks on helplessly as he they got caught with the swag. Yeah. 
Uh, so Larry rushes outside. He fills in Monina and everything that happened with Marty and with the weed. And she's saying, hey, if you needed marijuana, you should have said something to me because I have the best shit in town. He pulled out of her bag of chronic. And Larry says, oh, well, you know, I have the swag that I have. Um, but Monina quickly left the text that Larry has no idea what the hell he's talking about. None. Um, and that, you know, you, my chronic is going to really help your dad much more, Daddy. but it's not free. Yeah. yeah, it's not for free. Yeah. Um, the rub, however, is that Larry doesn't have quite enough cash to cover her fees for the night, oh, but yeah. he assures her he's good for the money and he'll come pay her tomorrow. And she says, this ain't pussy on layaway. <laughs> it, 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 it most certainly is not. Uh, she tells Larry to take his... Uh, Try to trick a bitch ass in there to the motherfucking ATM machine and get some cash. Uh, Larry says, well, I've already hit my max limit for the day of $500. Uh, she's not buying it. Uh, Larry reverts. He goes to his uh, crazy-eyed killer days. Uh, he says, I thought we were cool de la. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, but she she, call, she calls him on it instantly. Yeah. This, this makes her angrier. Um he finally figures out. He agrees. Let's go to my dad's house. I can get somebody there. Uh, her patience is really, really running thin. She's being dragged all over town for no money. Uh, and, you know, he took me to this baseball game and I, we had terrible seats. All I got to eat was one hot dog. A uh, little raggedy ass hot dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Which you Larry, proceeded to blow. <laughs> yeah. Disrespect to the to the Dodger dog. <laughs> she was trying to warm it up. It was cold. As yeah. Discussed. Discussed. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they get to the dad's place, and Larry tells him he was at the game. Did you watch? What? You know, he's like, Why? oh, you didn't watch the game? Like, this is obviously a very big game. Everyone's yeah. watching it. My dad is watching it. Funkhauser is involved. Jeff wants to go. Cheryl knows about the game. Um, and he also showed, you know, the dad says he wasn't able to because it was, uh, you know, his eyes were too blurry. He couldn't see. So Larry says, oh, funny you mentioned it. I got the stuff. He gives him a joint. He shows him how to smoke it, how to inhale, and he'll show to hold it in his lungs. Um, he says, you know, turn it on, uh, put, you know, have a, have a few puffs, turn on the TV and then see how you like it now. Um, which usually works out very nicely. Um, he asks him for cash, but he doesn't have the kind of cash that Larry's looking for. He only has, you know, a few bucks. Um, but he didn't Larry, know a hooker was showing up with drugs. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He didn't have cash on hand for, uh, Larry's activities. Um, uh, Bonita comes in, Larry doesn't want to let her, but she barges through, uh, and Larry introduces her to his dad as a friend of Cheryl's. Who is yeah. here. <laughs> Fortunately, he can't see. So, you know, uh, um, and uh, Monita is more than happy to uh, help uh, dad smoke the weed for the first time. But the dad's still insisting he wants Larry to be in on it also. So Larry's in on it and it goes swimmingly. Yeah, well, it goes swimmingly for two out of the three of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, we see them on the couch, and the dad is uh, inhaling as Monita cheers him along. And they he, uh, he declares this marijuana is some good shit. <laughs> and him and Monita giggle together. They're teaching each other expressions. He teaches She teaches him to say this chronic is my shiznik. And Larry's um, on the other side of the universe. Yes. Uh, he teaches her guy cooking afid yab, which... Uh, I looked up and means go crap in the sea. Ah. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah, Larry's on his own planet. He's on his own mirror, journey now. Yeah. Channeling uh, his uh, Travis Bickle, talking to himself in the mirror. Yeah, I just uh, love that first shot of him just going, hello. 
Um, yeah. I like that. Uh, I really like when he's uh, arguing with himself in the mirror. Um, uh, it's, it's, himself. it's a fun scene. Yeah, it was good. It was a very fun. Scene. fun. Yeah, it yeah. gets uh, it gets uh, pretty intense. He starts yeah, yeah. yelling <laughs> he at his own self for that. Uses some real slurs against himself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the Edward Norton scene in 25th Hour. Yes. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. That's like yeah, that's a very which good is a little scene. a little more even more. I mean, I, I think I don't know if I mentioned that on this podcast or another podcast, but I've been known back in my younger days uh, on occasion when I, when I was like very drunk. I like I sort of at some point in the evening, I, I take a break and I go to the to the bathroom and I sort of look in the mirror and I, I use that as a way to assess like my level of sobriety at the time. Mm-hmm. And, I've had conversa- <laughs> and I've had conversations with myself in the mirror like, OK, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. OK. Back in, back in my had, drinking days, this yeah. is something that I would do. Yeah. Some you've had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah. But you're OK. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've all been yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not usually calling calling ourselves, you know, slurs and stuff. But, you know, no, no. But I, I, I would get drunk and I would like look at myself in the mirror and like sometimes if like depending like was I a happy drunk, I would like laugh. I would say something mm. funny. Ah, okay. uh, if I was like in like sort of like a despondent dark place, I'd be like, Wiggler, you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh you know so i definitely yeah. I, ran the gamut uh so <laughs> where yeah. larry's at right now and he's had a day you know he's had quite the day uh it's it, i think it's important to remember that the vast majority of this episode is taking place in a single day mm, it's a long day for larry it's a long David. day yeah 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 this is the uh no good horrible day yeah. <laughs> but honestly it's a good day he went to the game yeah he smoked some weed. I well, actually agree. I think ultimately this has been a great day. Yeah, I in mean, the big picture. Dropping yeah, racial in slurs picture. in court, not the greatest. Move, not great. But that not was, a, that was a, you know, an unforced error. That was his own decision. Yeah. 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 yeah and, you know, you want to avoid getting Funkhauser arrested if possible. But, you know, it's not that's not yeah. a bust. Yeah. It's, not, it's a, not you. You know, you're yeah. not the one. Yeah. You could it could still be a great day with Funkhauser sure. arrested. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um Larry eventually, uh, you know, returns to planet Earth, comes in back into the living room and tells and his dad tells him the stuff worked and he can see it's a miracle. <laughs> um, of course, at this very moment, Monita reenters the room and with dad's vision now restored, he properly sees Monita and yells out, she's a hooker. <laughs> now, what do you, I thought this would have been a great end to the episode. I don't know if we needed yeah. the court scene. I don't think yeah. so either. Yeah, I think yeah. we're fine here. Yeah, I think, I think like everything's ending. basically everything has been paid off at this point. Yeah. It does leave like the courtroom scene from earlier, like yeah. sort of just like an outlier. Um, but they yeah. could have just cut that whole thing. They could have cut that too. Or yeah, honestly, yeah, they yeah. could have even brought that up in another episode if they wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Funkhauser's uh, legal resolution could have been, you know, the beginning of another episode. But that honestly. that line from his dad, like, yeah. very easily lends itself to the theme song. Yeah, right? for but, sure. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a perfect idea. And also, as the dad says, oh, my God, you cringe for a second because you're like, he's going to say something much worse. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, we should recut this episode without the the jury duty scene. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we'll uh, we'll uh, quickly head over to the courtroom and the uh, the lawyers prepping them to, you know, just tell the truth. Uh, Marty stresses, you know, I don't want to be involved. It was was Larry's grass. Uh, Larry's grass. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, (laughs) But um, I like how the guy who's the defendant doesn't want to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you're a little bit involved. Yeah, you're Larry's not the one on trial here. Yeah, uh, Larry thinks. Yeah. Larry thinks Marty could be a little bit more grateful, given that Larry's you know he's going to get him off the hook. He's taking care of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Marty doesn't feel that happy about it because you know Larry's the one who caused this whole thing to begin with. Why did you tell me? Larry explains. I forgot. Uh, but he's like, oh, by the way, where is my jacket? But Marty doesn't give a shit about the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm about to be put on trial for my life here. 
Uh, meanwhile, uh, Monita happens to be coming to court at that very moment and starts yelling at Larry that he owes her money. She, you know, he still owes her another $200. Uh, Cheryl wonders aloud, if, is this your anniversary present, Larry? <laughs> um, he starts protesting, explaining, you know, ultimately, ultimately just begging everybody for cash to pay off Monita. Uh, I guess that uh, seems to have resolved itself. Uh, I get called in to see the judge. Uh, turns out it's the same judge from earlier in the day to whom Larry had uh, confessed to being a racist. Um, and Larry wraps his arm around Monita, uh, you know, to show that he's uh, cool with black people, I guess. And he begs the judge for mercy because, you know, he had no choice due to his father's condition. And that's the episode's end. I think you cut that whole court scene and I think it's a better episode. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Josh, as our guest, you get to give the first rating. So uh, how would you rate this episode? On a scale of uh, one to five pretty goods. Mm -hmm. I think I would give it a... Pretty, 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 pretty good. Mm, I think four. I'd give it four pretties. Okay. Uh, I, I would cut it from the fifth because uh, I think that there are some scenes that could that, that either didn't work or could have been cut and it would have been a tighter episode. Uh, but I think you got to give it at least four. This is kind of an iconic episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm going to be biased with my guy Hurley being here. Uh, but also uh, the the real life ramifications of this episode. I think like when you think of Curb Your Enthusiasm, this is one of a handful of episodes that you could like pull very readily, even if you were a pretty casual Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of that also is just this was still like very a very shocking thing to be on TV at the time, even back then. Um, I think you know we've gone we've seen about many more things on TV over the last fifteen years that this kind of seems tame by comparison, but. I still think like an episode like this with like just very openly talking about, you know, all these things going on is just was uh, pretty unique at the time. So I, you know, my thought was I was going to give it a, uh, a four for itself and I'm bumping it up to a 4.5 for the whole, you know, saving a man's life. Oh, that's worth uh, half a star. Got it. So, yeah. So that gives it an extra half a star. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. Um, all right. I'm glad I'm last then. Cause I have a, uh... I get to uh, drop my pretty, 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 pretty good. This is a five pretty, the best episode yet of the 36 episodes we have seen. Wow. I love this episode. You know, I I thought it could have ended two minutes earlier, but just an iconic, amazing episode. I think it just edges crazy eyes killer to me. The best episode yet. I'll say I'm not alone. Uh, Geeklegacy.com ranks this the number one episode of all time. Uh, LA Weekly ranks this the number seven episode of all time. IMDb has this number seven. The Ringer ranks this the number three episode of all time. Vulture, when they ranked all curb episodes, ranked it number nine. Um, Complex.com, I don't know what that is, but they ranked it number five all time. Uh, Ranker.com ranks it number four all time. So yeah, it's so it's one of it deserves to be in this conversation. Yeah. It's you know it's it's one of the top episodes of the show, at least like as far as like yeah, it's iconic. It's an iconic episode of uh, television. Yeah, the only episode that's been higher of the 36 episodes we've seen so far is the, uh, at least among the, um, you know, the, the websites that do the rankings, is The Doll. The Doll in season two was uh, ranked number one overall by, by four different lists, actually, including Elliot. Which Lee. season was Crazy Eyes Killer? That was season three. That was last season. Yeah. Season three, yeah. And that, yeah, was, yeah. that was my top episode until this point. I love and, that episode. And Av, that is the only episode that you've given a five to, so I assume that's your top episode as well. Uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. so. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think you know, I, I, you know, 
I think, as Josh pointed out, I think that like the the courtroom scenes really are a drag, and and I think that is a little bit of a knock on the episode. But you know, I I, I agree. It definitely is an iconic episode, but it's like it's interesting. Like looking back at it, it's like it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it was that made it that like, is it Monina? Is it just that like, she is so memorable that like, just like everyone like immediately was like, Oh, that's the episode of curve that like, I'm going to tell people to see. I think maybe structurally though, like I do think like the fact that it is just like one really long day. Yeah. um, Makes it feel different than the rest of the pack. Cause I, I can't think of an example where it's just like all one, like big misadventure over the course of a single day up to this point. Um, your memories of this is obviously a lot sharper than mine. Um, but all, yeah. like just my, my casual memory of it. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know that one comes to mind. Like usually like days pass in this, in the space of an episode. This is like, I guess technically like probably like three days elapse, but like the vast majority is spent in a single day. Uh, so just like, I think it like kind of, it has a different energy. And I think also like the live component of the game, uh, I think like leans, uh, lends itself to, to uh, being pretty memorable. Uh, like that's, a, that's a lot to, to, to put on a show that is built so heavily on improvisation. Um, and also it's our, I would say this is like, uh, this is our biggest Funkhauser episode yet. Oh, for sure, uh, yeah. He's only been in three so far, but like, it's this is sort of like a coming out party for Super Dave in the Curb yeah. Enthusiasm universe. Yeah, he's not really too memorable in the previous two episodes. Here's the weird he really becomes like a character that like you start to understand yeah. something about how this guy works a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right, Josh, why don't you tell us who is your come with guy or gal? Uh, I think my come with guy has to just just gotta give respect to Hurley. Even if even if the scene isn't uh, isn't the best, but uh, without this scene, I don't get one of my favorite characters in the history of fiction. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, Got gotta give it to Hurley. Uh, There Mm -hmm. there are probably other people who I would uh, give it to more based on like the merit of their work in the episode, but for extenuating circumstances, I got I gotta give it to Hurley. All right, now what about you? Yeah, so um, I had someone penciled in right away that then I switched over the course of this episode. I switched the come with guy over to the worst person. Um, and I am moving, um, I'm going to break our, our general rule, and I'm moving Larry David into the come with guy for this episode because he acts as the ultimate come with guy going on this long caper just to score some weed for his dad to help him with the glaucoma. You know, he really plays second fiddle to him. Plus, he gets a guy off for murder. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's pretty true. good come with guy. That's a yeah. good point. And uh, j- just so you know, this is the third time that Av has uh, made Larry David uh, the come with guy on an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did it once also, to be fair. Uh, yeah. I'm shocked that I'm on an island here because to me, Monina is for sure the come with gal and, you know, is one yeah. of the come with the gals that we- we've had on the show yet. I thought that she was going to sweep this. Yeah, yeah. So, no, well, so, if it wasn't for Hurley being on here, it would have been Monina for me for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, so I had her as my come with gal, then I moved her over to worst person. <laughs> as you know, she just she's unbearable. She just complains about everything. You're anti Monina. Well, this is a hot yeah, take. Well, no, I'm I'm very pro Monina as a character. I'm anti her as a person in the show who rips Larry off, claims that she could do, she gets four blowjobs an hour normally. So therefore she could charge. Does she rip him off. I mean, they're both, they're both satisfied. They both have a and good then time. She complains about, you know, the seats are no good. And you know, the food was no good. Um, I mean, she actually comes through at the ends. 
but I don't think there's a clear worst person. So that's why I slide. I do. Over. I think the clear worst person has to be Larry for his conduct in for court. For just being a jerk to, to Marty. It, well, his conduct in court is uh, is oh, uh, yes. deplorable. Yeah, that's, yes, yes uh, I've heard that too. <laughs> and I think like there just isn't there isn't another candidate for it for me. Uh, you know, I was trying to think like Larry's just so easy. He's just an easy pick for worst person. Right. You got to figure like, uh, you know, like nine times out of 10, Larry's got to be a front runner for worst person in an episode. And uh, I just don't think that there's anybody who's quite there. Uh, right. You know, there's no like Susie to rival him this week. Like it's really just like unbridled Larry David. Uh, but he does save a person's life. So if you're taking that into account uh, and I appreciate that consideration, uh, then I, I understand the argument of, of keeping him out of the worst person category. For yeah, me, I, I will put him as my worst. I'm person. I'm going to agree with you, Josh. Uh, I it's not an episode that has a very obvious worst person. You know, which uh, for usually these good episodes, these sort of roles are, are pretty clear. But yeah, what he does in court is bad, obviously. Uh, mocking uh, Marty for his dead dad in the parking lot after the game. That's, that's disgusting. That's that, that's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is and I'm looking Larry was this is the fourth time that I have declared Larry the worst person, actually. Um, yeah, Larry is often the worst person. Yeah. Um, yeah, only done I just, so it's he's, he's very bad. He's very bad at this episode, but I think he also just embraced the nature of come with. So that's all. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and then do we have any, uh, I guess uh, we don't really have any celebrities show up in this episode. Hurley, of course, will be later, but at this point, yeah. he's, uh, he's on his way. Yeah. He's on his way. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. less, less famous than Shaq yeah. at this point. It's like a slide of a blow Shaq. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it time for the postman? Uh, postman! Uh, postman! Uh, come uh, here! here Tell the neighborhood! Uh, we can have a postman who has one uh, email for us today, and that is from Olin Allen. He writes, it's a nice episode. Not quite. It was built up as last week, but best remembered for clearing a guy off murder charge with the death. Um, yeah. So first we talked about that. And he says he enjoyed the interactions between getting the swag and with Monita. She was fantastic. Uh, big more, but hasn't broken out yet. Uh, yeah, where's yeah? He's just like scratching the surface. But he start he's starting to pop. Yeah. This episode, he's starting to think like one of the fine scene in this role uh, was uh, sort of like his, like the look of serenity he would often have on face. Like these moments where fuck man's at peace uh, and just like very like set in a decision where like. David deceit for my father. It just like the way that like he wears that on his face is so earnest uh, that I think that that is starting to show. Uh, and that is like earnestness is a key to Marty Funkhauser that he doesn't have like, it's not that he, he probably has mean bones in his body, but like they are not like his dominant genes. Uh, you know, the, the reasons why he's somebody to, to laugh at is because he's just like very easy to laugh at. Uh, but he is like ultimately like always trying to be a friend, values friendship and loyalty and stuff like that. And like he's an emotional guy and a sensitive guy. And I think that you're starting to see that stuff in this episode. So I feel like this is not like peak funk man by any stretch of the imagination, but this feels like the birth of funk man. Like this feel, this episode feels like this is, this is like, and you can, you can sense it like in the way that Larry interacts with him. That's like, this is a guy that we want to keep in the show's rotation. We want to bring this guy back more. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, we're all very glad they did. Um, yeah. yeah. He's uh he's, he's the best. He's uh, uh I think he doesn't come back to like next season, middle of next season at some point, but uh, he, yeah, he very quickly becomes just a regular recurring character. Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, I would say he sort of surpasses Jeff. He's the bridge between Jeff and Leon in terms of the uh, most entertaining of Larry's friends. Yeah. Yeah, 
I mean, Jeffy has more of a rapport with that stretches out for that. You could like build a lot of episodes around, but they're, you know, but Jeff his... is usually more in a supporting role, whereas Marty yeah. can really carry whole storylines by himself. Yes. Much yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. When they try to have Jeff carry a storyline, I, I typically am not, yeah. not there for it. Yeah, I mean, mostly like Jeff just like doesn't give a shit enough about anything to like yes, for there to exactly. be like drama in their relationship. Like yeah, they'll work yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Marty could be a source of drama. Yeah. All right. Do we have more in Olin's email? Uh, yeah, he's just gonna give it uh, three pretties out of five for oh, come with. He said uh, Monina, and she is coming with whether you want her to or not. Very true. Mm-hmm. So that's to Cheryl for uh, for the gift and for bailing Larry out on the Monina charges. Uh, the villain, he says, I didn't really find much this week. We'll probably make assumptions and go for the two interviewers to Country Club for their thoughts on Modina. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's making the same assumptions about them that I think we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, I guess they're candidates for worst persons. Yeah. We, yeah. But they're just barely could, there. They're yeah. Barely but we could fill in some likes about yeah, them. Yeah. Just make them the worst people. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we uh, will get to the surrogate. Uh, Larry has to pass a physical for his uh, role in the producers, which will be harder than expected. And he will attend a baby shower for a surrogate. And he will, um, you know, talk about a script that he wrote and, uh, you know, cause problems uh, for the uh, the new parents in uh, Larry David fashion. I remember the episode title. I, I don't remember the events of this one very well. well uh, but I feel I like rec- the, sur- tune in. the surrogate <laughs> sounds like a, a classic Curb episode. It's very good. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I gotta check it out. If you ever, if you ever have a friend or you know somebody who is actually being a surrogate you know you can't help but but think of this this uh scene and and this up and this episode and it really it, it tells you the things not to say to a surrogate so uh-huh. <laughs> okay it's, it's an educational episode i've made sure yeah. Uh, yeah. i only know one person like one like a family member that did this so i'm sure I, I know other people i'm just not aware of it but i knew exactly what not to say to her because i yeah. didn't want you know i learned very well from this enthusiasm yeah. yeah yeah well yeah the, the, you know most of the things that he says would be obvious that I'll say. <laughs> also true. You like you don't really need to have like gone through the experience of uh, serving it to know to like not like you know. Yeah, you'll see the episode. But you know okay, what? Right. I think if someone does decide to be a surrogate, that probably means that when it comes to what kind of person they are, they're pretty, 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 pretty. Well, do we want to uh, thank Josh Are for being on the podcast? No, no. Don't thank me. I'm 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 good. I'm all right. good. I just I got I, all of a sudden I'm like oh there's there's the there's the exit line. Sorry, yeah. that's all good. good. All right, good. no thank you to Josh. <laughs> no thank you to me. It was it was not my pleasure to be here. Uh, all right, but Josh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Yeah, this no, it was great. we're, we're a very unprofessional podcast. Yes. No, it's great. It's great. So,